dig. What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, a fucking dying man. My mom introduced me to that one, and it just terrified me, gave me the chills, especially when you find out that the, the killer is calling from inside the house. Watch out for scary ass naked grandmas. And then the first God. human you get down there is this piece of shit ass, dude. God. Thinking someone would be like, yeah, these underground scary tunnels gives us more space. Cool. Maybe we'll put a jacuzzi down here or something. All righty. What up? What up, my friends? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast. My name is Alex. What's up, everybody? It's the other Chris. Welcome back. This is Steve. Hey there, friends. It's Chris Fig. Watch out for scary ass naked grandmas. It's Dave. <laughs> Saggy titties and shit, man. <laughs> right. Give me some of that. Give me some of that leche, huh? Ba ba There's a reason we're talking about that because today's episode of the Things We Take podcast, we're going to be talking about the ultimate creepy movie, Barbarian. Before we jump into that movie and talk about it, I just want to shoot a round, uh, lightning round with the dudes. Good to see you all, by the way, and just ask everybody what. Is that one scary movie that just scared the pee-pee out of you? That one moment where you're just chilling and it just fucking shocked you. Um, I can't think of a specific moment in the movie that like shocked the shit out of me. But when I was young, Hellraiser freaked me the fuck out, man. Just the the way it was done and the way that those main characters looked, man, I definitely probably had a nightmare too when I was a young child after watching Hellraiser. Yeah, what what were they called again? They their names. Cenobites, I believe. Dude, yeah, terrifying, dude. Fuck yeah, man. And you watched the new one, right? I have not watched the oh, new bro, one. Yet, yeah, it's it's creepy. I I agree. I, it's just I might have nightmares again, man. It's good. No, that was a freaky one. Uh, Steve, what about you, man? Uh, when I was younger, there was a movie that came out that maybe wasn't supposed to be so creepy, but for me, like it legit just terrified me. But the movie What Lies Beneath. Oh, okay. Very good, dude. Freaking Harrison Ford, man. That was creepy, man. I think I imagined the part where he's swimming in the water and she comes and grabs him. Yeah. Yeah. When she sees that, uh, the, dude. I don't know, the dead girl. When I she's in the it. tub, man. And you're oh, just like, right. that was so crazy, dude. She gets out of that, that whole little situation. I always thought this movie was freaky, too. Still kind of do. And my wife loves this movie. She watches it once a year for sure. Great movie. Forgot all about that. That's a great choice. I don't know around the same time, but what was that movie with um, The Others? Is that what it was called with Nicole Kidman and like her kids? That was a good movie too, man. Dude, wasn't it like they got sucked into the sky or something? No, they were. It was like the twist was they were really the ones who were dead. And right. like they thought like you, oh. it was following them the whole movie and you, you were thinking something was happening to them. But in the end, it was like her and her children who were dead in the house. Yeah, that was, was good. one of those movies that was a really good twist. Uh, for myself, I would say, and I think I mentioned this before on the pod, but Paranormal Activity, man. Just mm. something about the realism of the way that movie was shot. And I think this was in the second one. The second one freaked me out too, but the mom just getting fucking dragged from the room down the stairs into the basement. Holy shit, dude. That was so fucking scary, man. Like it literally terrified me and going to bed at night. It's like sitting there pitch black, 
I'm like, you know what? You know what you shouldn't be thinking about right now is demons. But you know what is popping in your head right now? <laughs> demons. And it's like, God damn it, man. So, yeah, the paranormal activity movies, at least the first two, definitely uh, terrified me, man. Yeah, first two for sure. Sadly, the latest one on Paramount Plus, dude, super shitty. It was like Blair Witch 2, man. Like the first Blair Witch, good. Second one, it was like a movie. It wasn't like a a, a documentary or, or, you know, like filmmaker status. It was just like, what? That's Agreed. good. What about you, Dave? Dude, for me, I'm just really trying to think. And it is it is hard to think of one. But I remember a movie when I was younger. It scared me because my mom told us it was a scary movie. It's an older one. Um, when a Stranger Calls. You know that one? The original one? Ooh, and yeah. dude, it's, it's uh, you know, it's about a movie, like a babysitter. She's watching the kids and somebody keeps calling and asking her if she's checked on the children. And she keeps going and checking and like she thinks they're fine. But in the end, it's like a killer, you know, and somebody who's like killed the children and stuff. And I remember just like being freaked out by that movie, man. Like when my parents would leave, like after I did see it, because I saw it when I was pretty young and it's probably not even scary at all. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but um, when I was a kid, if my parents went out or whatever, then I'd sometimes my sister's like uh, boys like in the neighborhood or they'd go to school with would come and like knock on the windows and shit dude and it would scare me and my little sister so bad <laughs> and I'd always think of that movie and think it was like somebody That's, coming in trying is to that the one us. where he's like calling actually from inside the house yeah and the cops are like trying to figure it out and then they're finally like ma'am we've traced the call it's coming from inside the house yeah, yeah. that give me chills like, yeah what? dude like, yeah you can trace that shit I remember that was, I, and they probably somewhat ripped it off. Uh, this book series, uh, "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark," had a, a version of that story, and I just remember, you know, the the same premise: the babysitter, you know, the police is like, "Get out of the house right now!" And, and it says, as soon as we were running out the door, you just see this crazy man with this like weird look on his face walking down the stairs. And it just ended right there. You were just like, and same to you, Dave. I was just like, I never saw this movie, but. Reading that story, I was like, holy shit, man. That is That would be the worst nightmare of my life. Very spooky, dudes. I'm going to have to say the movie that I just always put in my head is I went to go see The Ring with my dad Ooh. and my older brother. And while I don't think the movie was that scary, it was at the beginning where the mom or the two ladies are sitting, like one of the ladies' girls' daughters just died, and she's in the kitchen just at the funeral. And she sat there and she's like, I found her. And it just jumped to the scene where they open the closet and find the girl. And she just looks just sunken and dead. Oh, and the music yeah. was so loud that it scared the fuck out of me, dude. Like, I'd never been so scared. And after that, it was at the beginning. After that, I was just on the edge of my seat waiting for another moment like that to happen. And it never came. That was, like, the scariest moment. But God dude, damn, dude. I remember like so many people hyped it up. And I remember Al, you said it was like super scary too. And we got it and we were watching it at my house. And the beginning was, and then I remember mm -hmm. being like, this is gonna be the scariest shit. And it is like the rest of the movie is her being like a detective for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it was very <laughs> it wasn't scary after that. That was the scariest moment. And it fizzled sadly. So it wasn't like we we knew what was going to happen. They like the preview showed the girl crawling through the TV. So it almost wasn't you weren't shocked when you saw that happen. So, but the ring and they made like two or three or four movies after that, but the whole 7 days is like super I guess that became like a yeah, like comic dude. thing. 
But yeah, spooky, spooky, my dudes. And that's the reason I was bringing it up is that the movie Barbarian just came out. Well, it came out, I think, in September. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it was just released on HBO. I think Steve was the one that kind of brought it up to the dudes, and I was really stoked about it. And I actually hadn't seen a preview of this movie at all, so I really went into it blind, um, and I was really, really stoked. The Wikipedia, or sorry, IMDb synopsis, just a quick sentence. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. And this movie was directed by Zach Krager. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And this might have been one of his first kind of horror films that he did. This director is really known for other lighthearted sketch comedy stuff. So really, really kind of was his first time doing it. And he knocked it out of the park, man. I uh, overall was really into it. I mean, I kind of think it hit all the notes and um, starred some really, really great people. Bill Skarsgård, who played it. I mean, he's an amazing, amazing actor. And... Justin Long, of course, one of the dopest horror actors that we know that's also just a hilarious dude. And I could name the female who was Lexi, or sorry, Tess, is Georgina Campbell. Bunch of other people played in that one. I was really impressed by it. I overall, as far as spooky, creepy, scary movies go, out of five scoops, I solid, solid four scoops for me. I thought it kind of hit a lot of stuff and... What do you guys think about it? What would you give as a quick scoop? Yeah, for myself, man, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, as you mentioned, the cast was really good. And um, there are a few things that maybe stood out that more so in the third act, which I'm sure we'll we'll dive a bit deeper into that. I would say got a, a, a little hokey, but I would say the first and second half of the movie was really good. The tension and I guess the twist of what you're expecting really kind of did it for me. And I think I would give this one maybe three and a half scoops for myself. Okay. Yeah, I feel the same way. I definitely think the first half of the movie was better than the second half of the movie. And I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest horror fan, so my opinions are a little biased. But I thought it was good. It definitely suffers from some of the same tropes of like people making really dumb decisions. But a cool movie, like Vig said, definitely went in a few different directions I didn't expect. So I'd probably give it a three out of five. Uh, for myself, I'd give this four, four star, four scoops. Uh, I think it's really kind of original, definitely a creative uh, way to tell the story with a juxtaposed, like kind of like three different stories that you have. But this movie, I think, uh, benefits a lot more from like an audience. So singing in a theater, I just a whole lot more fun than watching it at home. It's still fun, even if you've already seen it, but just watching the audience's reaction that really boosts the movie. Yeah, I would agree, man. I definitely wish I would was able to catch this in the movie theaters. I sadly um, didn't catch it in time and watched it at home. Definitely had all the, the lights off. But as you said, I feel like horror movies should always, if you can be seen in the theaters, just that movie experience. I feel like it's just always going to be leveled up because of that. Dude, I went and saw it in theaters and um, I went and got snacks and the girl the that was selling me the snacks was saying that the movie wasn't that good and stuff. And I was like, what? And so I was like, whatever. And I went in there and I was like, well, it's probably going to be a shitty ass movie. I was like, yeah, whatever. I just want to watch a movie. And I went into it like that. And it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I liked the movie from the beginning to the end. Like Steve said, it was like following three different stories almost. And when Justin Long comes into like that last 
part of the movie, you know, like the final chapter of it, you're just like, what? Justin Long's in this? And then his character is kind of a scumbag a little bit, but he's funny, dude. He brings like that comedic energy to the movie too, which also it's kind of a ride of so many different emotions in that movie because at some points like steve said in theaters everybody was like shocked by certain things you see in this movie and then justin long comes into it and you're like oh i, I like this guy i forgot about him and then he starts cracking all these jokes and shit dude and then it gets super weird once again and i thought it was a really good movie man it surpassed my expectations at least so how many what's our scoop scale again is it out of five uh, five I'd give it like, honestly, like four scoops. Okay. I don't want to, I just want to backtrack a little bit. So you went to get snacks. Did you tell this girl that you were watching Barbarian? Like you were in the middle of watching it and she was going to shit on the movie like that? Yeah, she was like, eh, it's okay. I was like, "Uh, how's Barbarian? You know, that's what we're going to go see. Because there was some other scary movie, I think, that was out at the time. And we chose between them. I forget what it was. probably not Smile. But I was like, let's see Barbarian instead. And we went saw that dude and, the, and we bought the tickets and that's when the girl was like it's okay she's like you know like, it's like really? a typical scary movie and i was like okay so i just thought it was going to be super predictable i thought scars guard was going to be the fucking bad guy and when it took a turn and he wasn't and you just see him brutally get murdered man mm-hmm. you're like okay where the fuck is this going to go now so it was yeah it kept me guessing the whole time it wasn't very predictable dude i was really impressed that they pulled off having justin long be both a rapist and the comic relief and it worked oh yeah dude definitely (laughs) well when he told the story to his homie and he was like i'll tell you what really happened i was like oh maybe he like you know it is a misunderstanding and then he tells it and you're like oh damn no this dude's this dude's a very rapey (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude from you guys are saying being the comic relief and just realizing yeah yeah obviously that situation not knowing that story before this but when he's like looking through all their stuff and he finds her laptop and he's just like and he fucking chucks it like it's fucking nothing i laughed so hard because she's just like no disregard to like any person like yeah they're in his house but looking at looking at their stuff you wouldn't think they're like bad people or squatting you, you just be like oh this must be a misunderstanding Gets her laptop and just like fuck this bitch and fucking chucks it. I was just like, oh dude, my goodness, yeah. this dude is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. T- tries to crack the laptop code by just typing random gibberish <laughs> and hitting. <laughs> I know for a minute yeah. I thought he would find, he would get it or something. You know, like, <laughs> dude, it was the best when he finds the tunnels and he starts measuring it and he's like, can I add this onto the square footage of the property? <laughs> That's all he cared about. Yeah. yeah. So I listened to the director talk to these people on an interview and he talked about Justin Long and he talked about how the two different situations, how Tess, the girl at the beginning, going into the house, being very cautious, being very safe. When she went downstairs, you know, put a chair on the door and was blocking it and just like very cautious. And then when Justin Long came in, very like, what the fuck, you know, like throwing the laptop, just like doing the doing the measuring tape, like finds this like kidnapping rape room and this thing. And he's like, oh oh, this is awesome. Or, you know, he's just like, they have all this space down here. He was like, never, never uh, twisted about it. Never like, what the fuck? Like, 
I just thought it really showed the differences. Like you, you almost wanted to root for Justin Long, but he really did show that you thought maybe he was a good guy, but he pretty much was a piece of shit from the beginning. Yeah, I would say for myself in in that in both of their regards, kind of what you said, Chris, about certain decision making, you know, characters making a horror movie. And in my head, I'm like, why are you guys going into this creepy ass fucking room? And I, and I, and I guess being curious does definitely kind of it makes you wonder, like, what is in there? But they both are like, oh, shit, this secret creepy room they got to open with this rope. I and mean, even Tess before was just like, nope, nope. And I was like, oh, good. She made a good decision, but she still ended up going into those rooms. So it's like, I don't know if you guys found this secret room to this creepy hallway. Would you guys want to walk through that and check it out? Dude, if I pulled the string and that door opened up, maybe if I had a flashlight and a weapon, I'd check mm. it out. But as soon as I got to the room with the bloody mattress handprint on the wall camera, I'm fucking getting my shit, leaving, and never coming back to this place unless it's with like a competent policeman. Yeah. Wasn't Fuck she already that. trapped in the basement during that point? Like she was just like, she was stuck down there or was she not stuck down there yet? I can't remember. I believe she was already stuck down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he comes, opens the door, then he goes okay. and checks it out. But, and she was going to leave when this guy is screaming out, help, maybe you, you kind of got to help him, right? Yeah, I remember that's why she she went back because she ah, dude. And he was like yelling for help and yeah. Dude, but but why the fuck her. would he go into that well, cave and leave yeah, her up there? Thank like, you. So dumb. Yeah, dude. like she's sitting there just to preface for any listeners out there. Rewind a little bit. Mistakenly, Airbnb miscommunication. These two are there. She gets trapped down there. They're about to dip. And, and he's like, let me just check it. Let me see what's going on. I'll be right back. Of course, he's not right back. He disappears. Everybody's like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, dude, if you found that extra room leading into the scariest, darkest tunnel of your life, just go back upstairs really quick and be like, yeah, you were right. What the fuck? He's hey, like, no, I'm going to go check it out really quick. I'm going to go uh, downstairs. You see those mean streets outside though, man? Dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one's scarier. I was going to say, I might be a piece of shit, man, because unless it's like my family or like one of my close friends, like you guys on this pod, I I might left that stranger down there without fucking <laughs> weapons and ammo and a light. Like you ventured into this crazy ass cave and now I'm supposed to risk my life to save you because of your poor decision making. I met you last night. One hundred kind of tried to hook up in, with me, bro. In all honesty, I mean, if it's like exactly like you said, unless it's like your like blood relative or like one of your like diehard friends and you know they're like they might be getting killed or something down there. It's like what are what can you do? You almost have to just be like I'm I'm calling the cops. Like I'll yeah. come back with yeah. them. Like I'm not going down there alone. Exactly. You saw the room before. You're like if it's worse than this room where you keep people with a bucket and a bed. Oh, definitely like, the rape room. For sure, rape room. Dude. <laughs> What's also still funny about Justin Long's character AJ is he thought he would measure down there when he found it himself. I was like, who would want to move into this house knowing this is here? But he was thinking like, oh shit, this is extra footage. All right. Yeah, it's just like kind of just, again, clarifying he's a piece of shit character in this movie. <laughs> thinking someone would be like, yeah, these underground scary tunnels gives us more space. Cool. Maybe we'll put a jacuzzi down here or something. Yeah, dude. A little, little water slide down that tunnel, baby. Yeah, it makes me want to go back and just basically at the beginning of the movie when she when she shows up and it's just uber dark and you really can't see the houses and, and she's just locked. I locked out and that whole situation, you think Keith, the Bill Skarsgård, just super sketchy and everything seems kind of cool. And the next day when she comes outside and it's super bright daylight and you look outside and you're just, it's almost scarier. Like it was daylight and you saw the neighborhood and you saw every house just destroyed 
Detroit and just such a huge bad neighborhood. It was such a weird scene that it was daylight, it was bright, it was it was supposed to be peaceful. And that was almost one of the most eeriest moments where you were like, oh my God, like this, what the fuck? Yeah, th- that was a pretty shocking scene. Like, cause I didn't expect it. And she turns around and you're like, oh my goodness, it was very jarring. But I also wonder too, with Justin Long's character, AJ, seems like he was a pretty well-known, you know, either TV star, actor, movie star, whatever. But I- I'm wondering like why he had bought a house in that neighborhood. Cause the lady she was interviewing with, she was like, oh my goodness, like, why are you over there? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just a bad investment. No one told him. Maybe he's not there often. He just thought, hey, I'm buying a home in this, in Detroit. People will, you know, Airbnb it quick, you know, get quick money for it. But I guess that was something too. I'm like, oh, it's just, it was the only house that really wasn't messed up. It looked nice, you know? So I'm just curious of other people renting an Airbnb there and other people not leaving, I guess, you know, comments or feedback. And I guess that's maybe looking too much into it. It's one of those things where in a horror movie, you're just like, eh, I just kind of bypass and just enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah, for me, that was like one of the biggest suspensions of disbelief I had to have that like once you discovered the neighborhood it was in, I was like, oh, this house would have been robbed and trashed. Like there's no way they see maids coming here and like cleaning this place and people are coming in and going in this neighborhood and shit where like people are like, you can't be on that side of town and it hasn't gotten robbed. And the second thing is like if Justin Long bought this house, would there not have been some type of home inspection and they would have found a fucking gigantic goddamn tunnel in the basement. But yeah, the, like you said, it's it's a horror movie and you got to, you know, just suspend your beliefs for a while. Yeah, the inspection part. I mean, that you got me there. But uh, I guess like the reason why no one messes with that house is because because they know like that homeless guy that was in front of it by the water tower. They know what's inside. So they don't go near that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was funny because in the basement, it was just a hole with a little rope in it. So it was almost like asking you to be like, what is this thing? You know, I'm going to pull this. But I mean, definitely, I think listening to the director talk about it, too. I don't think he realized how big it was going to be and certain things with horror movies. When you talk about plot holes, there's going to be some big plot holes in some movies with, say, the door just slowly closing and locking. And I think I brought it up to somebody and they said the original owner, the dude who was crazy, we could talk more about, that he had built it that way, that ultimately he built it so the door would close. But that was the only explanation because I was like, that was very paranormal-esque. But the whole movie wasn't paranormal. It was just actually like real life. Like this actually could happen. All but- of that, like dis- all of that aside though, like because you guys bring up valid points, but like looking past it, they did do a good job of setting up. I feel like that uh, Bill Skarsgård had something to do with all of this, you know? And oh, so yeah. when you see him get killed, dude, that shit was so brutal, man. <laughs> so yeah, brutal. dude, that's one thing I wish. I mean, because he's such a great actor and I guess he was made to be, uh, they call it a red herring, right? Sort of, sort of kind of redirect you or misdirect you to think, as you guys were mentioning in the beginning, you know, his chemistry with the character of Tess. And you're like, in your head, in, in that interview you're talking about, Alex, even the director was saying as he was writing it, everyone knows he's the killer. Everyone knows he's going to do something crazy. So I was just waiting for that. And like, just on the edge of my seat being like, what's going to happen? What is he going to do? And then for him to not, you know, and that twist of what you're saying, Dave, of him getting killed, you're like, holy shit. Like, I totally didn't ex- see that coming. And it was a pretty jarring, like, scene too, just out of nowhere. And the, the darkness, this crazy lady comes and then it cuts to Justin Long's character and what he's doing and you're just like the fuck like (laughs) that's when I was like damn this movie definitely has my attention I mean it did in the beginning but I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting to see where it goes from here what what's the first thing you're doing if you see that lady dude (laughs) Um, covering my pants
pants with shit. Yeah. Just, well, it's like the fact that um the fact that you know he said that it was like a good thirty minutes into the movie that I was like, wow, they're really building this up. Like you were like, okay, it's almost too obvious. Like he's Keith, Bill Skarsgård. He's the killer, right? He's doing all these things, but it's not making sense. And then that that scene where the door opens and he's like sleep talking to himself, and like I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Is he like, is he gonna have like a demon or is he gonna be like alternate personality? Like definitely left you hanging. And then even when they go down, I was like, oh, he's he's luring her down into this cave and making it seem like he's a victim too. Up until that point, and he's like telling her to go this way, and I was like, why is he telling her to go this way? Like he must have been disoriented. And then all of a sudden, boom, the mother comes and just I rewinded it too because it was just like blah blah blah, just smashing his face into the wall. It was uh, intense. you rewound it, dude. I, I rewinded, rewinded it, it too, yeah, dude. Because I was like, it happened so fast. I was like, oh my god, dude. Like, dude, yeah, I'm yeah. It's it was out of nowhere. I definitely feel like the chemistry between them two and the fake out with him in the first act was the strongest part of the movie. It was really good. I yeah, I myself was like, damn, mm-hmm. how he's connected to this shit somehow. Mm-hmm. And he's and, such a great actor too that you yeah. just thought, oh, he's not gonna die right away. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be throughout this movie. And so I was really I was really impressed. I kind of really got it hooked right away, dude. And then it kind of what flashes to uh, Justin Long and him getting out there. And I know we kind of have talked about him just like measuring the house, trying to figure out what's going on. And when he gets down there and she's down there with the mother, man, and they just, she wants him what to drink out of the bottle, I think at first. Dude, yes, bro. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, they were saying that scene alone was like one of the most disgusting scenes. And who knows what that milk or whatever it was. What, and when they put it down and there was like a, a hair on it and stuff. And the girl was just like, do it. And he's just like, I, I can't, I fucking can't. You know, like he was just like trying so hard, like being in there. She's like, just fucking do it, man. Like it was, uh, that was, that was one of the wildest scenes. Originally yeah. though, originally they were going to have the, uh, the mama bite into, I think it was a rat and then kind of, you know, chew it up a bit and then Ooh. spit it into his oh. mouth. <laughs> and they filmed it. So it's going to be one of the deleted scenes. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I need to check that out. Did it say how long it was from when Justin Long arrived to the house that Tess was stuck down there? Cause she immediately sucked on that fucking bottle. I was like, <laughs> like she had done it before. So I guess maybe a couple days, right? I think they said mm-hmm. a few weeks. The people on the mm-hmm. phone when he got there, they called, they said, Oh, the last check-in was a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. and yeah. he was like, Well, where'd they check out? And whatever. So, dude, imagine just drinking that titty milk down in the darkness for weeks, man. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, it's fucked. Yeah. You're right, Chris. I remember him finding out. She's like, Yeah, nobody's there. The last the last tenants were there, you know, three weeks ago. And then the first God. human you get down there is this piece of shit ass, dude. God, poor girl. Yeah, and it's really fucked up because just trying to preface is that the mother was the result of just inbreeding multiple people. I mean, it, it flew back to the old guy. That neighborhood was pristine, looked great. It was like the 70s, 80s, you know, mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, at its prime. And this guy was a psycho and was kidnapping women. And then I guess he was having sex with those women and then having sex with those women's children and just creating. And then ultimately this mother was the result of just years of inbreeding. And it was really sad because it was mm-hmm. like you almost, you the villain was, you, you felt bad for her. Like she didn't yeah. know any better. How did the homeless guy, I wonder, know about everything that was going going down there? I mean, because it seemed like it was maybe like public knowledge, but the guy just never got arrested or again, just a sort of plot point to kind I of- I think it was maybe something along the lines of because he was homeless and looked at as like a drug 
addict that like even people like him and like people on the streets knew what was going on, but they were always going to be ignored by the police because they were looked down upon. Well, that brings up that one scene is when she gets out or something happens and she sees the cops and she runs to the cops and the cops just treat her like a junkie. Like you're full of shit. Like get off the, get off the car and drove away. And it made you almost really hate cops a little bit, but just the the neighborhood and what they were dealing with. And even like the arc of the homeless man, like when he first chased after her in the beginning and she was like afraid of him. But then when she was treated that way and he was like somebody who ended up like saving her initially, you know, like it kind of just showed how like crazy all the perspective was. Dude, but he got ripped apart. I liked he was like, that bitch never been here for the last 15 years. And then (laughs) boom, she buzzed through. (laughs) And I was wondering like, why is she so crazy strong? You know, is she, is she possessed herself? But I guess just, you know, the love of her, I guess, quote unquote, child, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, damn, it was like, damn, that part was pretty intense, too. So these these killings were very oh, yeah. brutal. Dude, she's got that R word strength, dude. Well, yeah, the deleted yeah. scenes, too. You see she's down there for so long. There's like a montage of her lifting weights and, and shit because she's just just nothing else she can do. <laughs> One thing I need a in, montage. <laughs> talking about a montage. One thing in this movie that legit made me laugh my fucking ass off, though, man, was when the monster took Justin Long up to breastfeed him. Just hella gross. But then she cradled him and fucking booped his nose and said, Boop, dude, I fucking <laughs> yeah. lost it, man. Boop. Yeah, that was uh, dude, especially just because how, how big of a piece of shit he was, too. So it was happening to him. Dude. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, that part was fucking awesome. So what did you guys think of the ending, the third act of this movie? Fucking monster getting out in the water oh. tower. thought it was yeah, fucking I mean, hilarious when uh, Justin Long showed his cards again. And <laughs> dude, dude. fucking every time, <laughs> man. Dude, it's you, like, you slipped. You, you slipped. I tried to save you, but you slipped. <laughs> I know. I love how he did that, too. He was like, oh, there, 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 was, there was nothing I, I, I could do. I, I just thought in the moment. Like, oh, in the dude. moment. He's like, I didn't I didn't think you were going to live. I'm sorry. I when, thought you'd be yeah, dead. When she, yeah, when she comes back for him and he just blast her dude i was definitely when i saw her when i saw her do that and jump and land i was like oh she she braced her fall she saved her that's awesome and i was like man that's fucking so unrealistic but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a large yeah. gap in between them yeah but no it was definitely like man justin long great guy but he's very good at acting like a piece of shit man it's just like his i mean observe and report even if you remember that like he mm-hmm. he was kind of a piece of shit he was a piece yeah of shit. i don't know if you guys seen the movie Movie Tusk, but he kind yeah, of has the just same wa- character, like his ass, yeah. this asshole. Mm-hmm. Dude, That's it like was kind of funny. Shtick. I had just watched Tusk like maybe two weeks before Barbarian, and I had no idea he was in it. And when we like going into this episode, I was almost confusing the two at certain points. And I was like, oh, I hope I don't like fuck up the characters while we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, Tusk yeah. is fucked up. Yeah, is that's when I I got to check. I knew I knew he was in that. I just never had a chance to see it. Oh, but yeah. I would say that the ending, what I mentioned earlier, it, it was it was fun, but it, it got very kind of comical kind of hokey like sort of kind of on a, a B budget sort of horror film to me like the rest was so good the psychological factor of it and the beginning like I was saying with Bill Skarsgård's character and it just the way it ended it was again it, it was good and it was kind of nice to see Justin Long's character 
get killed. But I was just in my head, I'm like, damn, this seems a little kind of be budgeted. And it was the only thing, just like I said, the only thing that sort of stood out to me. And then I guess, like you said, her falling and and living and then the fucking the mom fucking jumping at her. It was pretty funny, too, as well. But it still looked <laughs> it's like slow like, motion. Yeah. I was yeah. like, is this a Zack Snyder movie? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> but this it was, was an indie horror movie, though. So it was like super low budget. Yeah, definitely low budget. I think even the director is saying, man, he didn't even think it was like, it was like, dude, this is going to be a streaming movie. And then like Disney was a part of this. Yeah, the distribution, I think he was saying. And they they wanted to name it GTFO, get the fuck out. (laughs) And he was like, I did not want that at all. But they were like, whatever you want, man. And I guess landing on the name Barbarian obviously fit perfectly. And just a way better name. And then the the house the street was on was Barbary, right? I guess that's sort of a connection to as well. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Honestly, if it would have been titled GTFO, it would have like made me think differently about it. I wouldn't have wanted to go to theaters to see it if it was titled that. Yeah, they were saying that like it just gave a different vibe. Yeah, I feel like even was crazy. I feel like even the marketing because the poster they did for it is super fucking awesome. It kind of is reminiscent of I would say like 70s sort of horror movies. And I, I really, you know, like the style they did, but I couldn't imagine that same style with a movie title of GTFO. It just I feel like it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I think they were kind of carrying on the, you know, Jordan Peele just nope just came out or something and they were maybe going along that lines and but Barbarian even fit. I almost was like Barbarian. I was expecting almost like a different vibe. But again, I went into this movie not watching the trailer, not watching anything. And I think, Chris, you mentioned it. You had not watched the trailer for, I think it was Spider-Man or something, but basically not wanting to watch any trailer of a movie you really want to see and just don't watch any trailer. Don't listen to anything. So when you go into it, you're just, there's no, there's no bar. You're just, you just didn't know what to expect. And I did that with Barbarian. So maybe I was just a little more excited about it that I had no expectations. Yeah, I would say a- after watching the movie, I like to watch a few um, movie reviews and just kind of get their thoughts on it. And a lot of them were saying the the marketing again and the trailer for it, which even you know the director said he was part of that. He didn't want to show too much because movies these days show so much. It's like just enough to get someone enticed and be like, oh, I saw this trailer. I was like, I, I want to see this. And just again, never got around to-, to doing it. But you know, after hearing you guys talk, I'm like, oh, I, I want to see it. I remember remember the trailer kind of being very just, you know, what what is uh, Vince Vaughn's uh, character saying? Wedding Crashers, just a tip, you know, just a tip. That's all, <laughs> we, all we need. And then, yeah, I'll definitely go see this movie. So I think that definitely <laughs> worked in its favor of not giving away too much and letting the audience experience the movie as they're watching it for themselves. Dude, I, um, I think that they did a good job because I think the only thing I saw leading up to it was a trailer about the house and them being double booked in it. And then so it made it seem like, honestly, it made it seem allude that Peter, or not Peter, but Bill Skarsgård was going to be like a psychopath and he lures people there and girls and kills them mm-hmm. or just anybody to the Airbnb acting like a nice guy, you know? And so I was just waiting for that to happen. So yeah, that's why I yeah. did like the movie because it kept me on my toes the whole time, even when it got super weird. And I was like, I was on board. I was like, let's see how weird this shit gets, dude. And it kind of plateaued at a certain point, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the director is really known for a lot of comedy and sketch comedy. So you really, really could see that throughout it, that even 
I could say going back to the ring in that one moment that scared you could be that one moment where she bashed Bill Skarsgård's head in and you were just like, holy fuck. And after that, there were scary moments, but it just was kind of like funny, scary, funny, scary, weird, creepy, like a good mix. Yeah. And, I, don't know. I would say Zach Krieger has a future in doing horror movies if he wants to go, you know, down that route of being a horror movie director or just a, a director in general. And as you said, I, I feel like also what this movie benefit is not having so many jump scares i feel like a lot of these new horror movies it's just like jump scare jump scare Mm -hmm. and i I do enjoy jump scares but sometimes the story doesn't always like fit with it you're like okay cool i was i had jump scares but it didn't really captivate me where this movie i I would say the only jump scare really was when bill skarsgård's character keith you know initially gets killed and after that Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of tension and Mm -hmm. being in dire situations where you're like fuck dude as an audience view this movie you're like that would suck that this situation just made you feel like super like ugh. Mm-hmm. and, and it's just, like how, oh sorry I'll, no go for it i was just gonna say like how chris was saying too like three weeks like truly imagining like putting yourself in that position of just being like would you do it or would you rather just have her bash your head in dude like i don't <laughs> think, i don't know it'd be so hard to like keep drinking that or even just breastfeed from her yeah uh it'd be terrifying like the whole experience would just be like extremely terrifying oh beyond basically i know i wonder did that milk from the bottle was that from her breast like was it breast milk or who knows but i don't know one thing i noticed or i think i liked about this movie is just the shots the angles the camera shots were really cool i mean there were certain moments where it's just just the filmmaking style i mean even the music i can't even think about the actual music but i do remember that it was just heart a heartbeat that's it there might have been some ominous music but it was just a heartbeat you could just hear like boom 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 and i'm like damn man just just something as simple as that being put into the movie kind of made it just as creepy like not jump out scary but that just oh my god what the fuck is going on like your heartbeat you can you can hear it in the movie and just the filmmaking style behind it i think maybe made it just as popular for that reason alone yeah those uh the tunnel shots where it's pretty much pitch black and all you're seeing is is a flashlight or even sometimes a flashlight just flickering i thought was handled really well again obviously being in that tunnel would be terrifying but just the way it was like flickering the light and like your only hope is this flashlight and it's flickering off and on i feel like also as you know viewing it as you know the audience you're like damn dude like just being in pitch black knowing that crazy creatures down here with you fuck that man just made those scenes just have like such a higher like tension you know building up towards them yeah i'd like sadly to say if 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 we were in that situation and you guys for some dumbass reason went down there and was yelling help i'd be like just hold on man i'm gonna call the cops like i really don't want to fucking go down there bro like i don't know why you went down there but I, I honestly think if i was like in that situation and like you were up there or any one of you guys was like up and safe and i knew i saw her and i was fucked i'd just be like go get help i'd be like go yeah. run man i wouldn't tell you to come yeah. down to yell like, get out of here like, she's gonna kill she's gonna kill me run yeah I just think of uh, what's Will Ferrell's character's name in uh, Austin Powers he's like I think I broke my legs <laughs> let me try to stand oh no <laughs> yes, I, yes. I, I did 
<laughs> Starting to smell like uh, olives. <laughs> um, random thing I have to add: the person who played the mother was a, a dude, uh, a, a dude who not only necessarily a dude, Whoa. he was like a musician. Dude looked like, like a lady. Was it Aaron? Was it Aerosmith? <laughs> Steven Tyler? <laughs> it was Steven Tyler. No, <laughs> they didn't have to. They didn't have to do much uh, makeup or prosthetics for him, huh? No, it's like this white dude named Patrick. Yeah, those Matthew were actually Patrick. his real. Those were really his. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just thought, like, how does a guy just get that position? Like, how does he, like, audition for that? And they're like, yeah, okay. She she was pretty tall, wasn't she? Like, yeah. she was just, like, a monstrous mm-hmm. person. Pretty intense, for sure. She could have played in the WNBA. She could have played for the Aces. Well, the noise that, that she made when she smash bill skarsgård's head in i was just like man was that like probably audio effects were added but that was a fucking like a just a guttural scream yell like i bet in the movie theaters it was pretty intense like at home it was pretty intense there was actually more people than i thought were going to be in there too when i saw it so it did make it pretty good man oh yeah overall great movie i think everybody gave it pretty good scoops you know a little different and uh, maybe we'll talk, definitely talk about more scary movie pods in the future. Alrighty, fellas, good talk, but let's switch gears up a bit. Let's roll into a movie quote game. Awesome. So let's do another round of the movie quote game. To stay in the theme of Barbarian, I found a few movies kind of in the horror slash thriller suspense realm like we've done before. I'm going to play a few seconds of it and whoever wants to throw out the answer will get those points. So you dudes ready? Let's do it. All righty. So the first one, here we go. Could you help us, Hedrick? No, I'm... I'm not even supposed to be here. Oh, split. 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 Who said that first? It sounded like Chris snuck in just right before Dave did. Good job. Yeah, so this is from the 2017 movie Split. And uh, you guys nailed it right on the head. So we'll we'll keep the ball rolling. I'll roll into the next one. Let's see if you guys can get this. The link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a Seven. pagan. No. Symbol with the pagan. I can play a little more if you guys need it. Yes. All right. Here's a little bit more. And deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. Sinister. Yes, sir. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. From the movie Sinister. Uh, yeah, man. This was a, another movie that I maybe wanted to bring up that scared the shit out of me. Really good movie starring Ethan Hawke. Just a damn good scary movie, man. So uh, good job, Dave. Awesome. All right. So we'll just keep it going. Let's see if uh, any of the other fellas can get on the board with this one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you got to be kidding me. It's uh, uh, Justin Long movies in it. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Steve with the steel. I remember the name. (laughs) Yes. AB was on the tip of your tongue, my friend, but Steve snuck in. I'm glad I could uh, help support. Yeah, it's just I had to throw in Jeepers Creepers, obviously, because Justin Long. I feel like this is the movie that pretty much introduced me to himself. Does a damn good job in this movie. Jeepers Creepers, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So good job, Steve. Nice. All righty, we'll keep the we'll keep the games going. See if you guys can catch this one. You can't smoke in here. Well, I won't tell if you won't. Any guesses? Oh man, dude. 
The faculty. I was going to guess the faculty too. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> nope, nope. This movie, I know what you did uh, last summer. Nope. This movie came my, out in 2010. Bloody, oh, it's my bloody Valentine. Nope. We'll say uh, one of the characters has a split personality. Would be a clue. Jennifer's body. No, nope. that was that a movie? Oh, that was a that was that was a good. That, was that good. is a movie, but no, that is not uh that is not this movie. If you played more of it, would it give it away? I don't think so. I would just oh, say yeah. this movie is surrounding a play. We would say. Let me uh, let me play that same scene over again. You can't smoke in here. Well, I won't tell if you won't. You guys don't know who that last actress is who's talking. Sound familiar? Maybe uh maybe Meg Griffin. Oh, dude. Black I mean, Swan. Mila Kunis. Black Swan. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that was a fucking crazy movie, dude. I've actually dude. never seen it. I've just seen uh certain scenes. That, uh, that that is one that yeah, that is a great movie. I I I've only watched once too. Seth. Yeah, I was gonna say I only saw it one time, dude. So it was not sticking in my brain. At I know that was a horror. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a psychological thriller or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's a fine line, but I want to say I probably saw it with you dudes, you, Alex, and Dave, yeah. and just that one time. Yeah, but I remember really yeah. enjoying it. And I believe Natalie Portman won an Oscar for this role, right? It's if she not was nominated because that was a, an intense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she that won was an intense uh, one. Won an Oscar for that. So, all right, Dave, good job. You got that movie. So, yeah, Black Swan. I'm going to roll into the next one, see if you guys can uh, get this one. Listen, I know you don't want to see me again, but I still have to explain. There's nothing that I can say will make what I did all right. Yeah, that's Marky Mark, dude. It is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, but what movie is it, Chris? I don't know. Is it The Happening? Happening. No. A little bit before uh, that. What's the movie, dude, with Reese Witherspoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. movie. Uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Come on. I know someone's going to get it. Is this, uh, oh, this one's uh, Cape Fear? Basketball Diaries. What'd you say, Steve? Cape Fear. Uh, I would give that one to you. It's not Cape Fear. It's just the movie just, just called Fear. Yeah. Dude, it's funny because uh, this is important. They've talked about it in the past where they say Adam could easily play Mar- like Marky Mark's role if they redid that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1996 movie, uh, Marky Mark and Reese Witherspoon, as you said, Dave. And he's just like a crazed like ex-boyfriend slash stalker. Yeah, man. A really good role for him in this movie. I remember watching this as a kid and being like, damn, this is uh, pretty intense. Nice. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty, fellas. We'll, we'll keep the games going. I have a few more for you. Let's see if you guys can catch this one. It's not a problem. They're just down at the basement. Not many people have basements in California. I do. Zodiac? Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jake Hall when he's going into the basement with that, uh, the guy yes. that he thinks is the killer. Nice. I was oh, like, man. it was a scary moment of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, very tense movie. Very tense scene. Good job, Steve. That was the 2007 Zodiac movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, amongst others. Really great movie, man. It's one of my favorites. All righty. We'll uh, roll into two more. We'll see if you guys can uh, get this one. I feel like this one's going to pretty easy. I feel like someone's going to get it right away, but let's see. I'll test your guys' knowledge. <laughs> Clockwork Orange? 
Not quite. Not quite, my friend. Oh, focus, man. focus. <laughs> uh, I can see why you you would think that, but no, not hocus pocus. <laughs> right, let me let me play let me play that part again. The leprechaun. The leprechaun. Yes, I thought you guys would get that quicker, but yes, the movie The Leprechaun, another movie that scared the shit out of me as a kid, dude. It's a little bit more comical as you watch it as an adult these days, but. When you're little, yeah, dude, yeah. he's terrifying. He's, he's terrifying. creepy, dude. Yeah. Well, good job, AB. Yes, that was the leprechaun. So uh, we'll roll into this last one. This one might be somewhat of a deep cut, but it was one of my favorite movies, horror movies, thriller movies as a kid. Let's see what you guys got. I hate it when they do that. What? They wait for you to stick your face right up against the glass, and then they give you a scream. What'd you say, Alex? Scream? Ooh, you'd be on the right path, but oh, not that Scream. Voice, that actor, dude. And who is that actor? He played Shaggy, I think, once upon a time in Scooby-Doo movie. I don't know. You, is it uh, Matthew Lillard? Is it um, 13 Ghosts? 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great movie, dude. That's Talk a about a movie. scary movie, man. That was one of those movies that freaked me out, man. Mm-hmm. 13 Ghosts. Sure. Was that the scene with the glass that crushed that one person, dude? It was like the 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 house had it. It was a moment where it started to close in on him. Yeah, that I think this scene happens kind of right before, but they're kind of diving into the basement and you know just going and seeing all the all the ghosts and all the shit starts to occur. So yeah, thirteen Dude. ghosts, man. I mean, you, you're on the right track, man, with uh, Matthew Lillard. Ah, bro, his his voice, man. <laughs> Scooby, a fucking dying man. <laughs> well, awesome. That is uh concludes my movie quote game. Good job, fellas. No idea who won, but I know uh pretty much pretty sure everyone got points on that one. So but let's uh let's roll it into a one has to go. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit because one has to go. All right, that was a great movie quote game. I think I won that one. I wasn't sure. Good job, everybody. But let's uh, wrap up the pod with a little One Has to Go. And I think I was going to start off with One Has to Go going back to our lightning round. If everybody could quickly just repeat back the scary movie that that's kind of scared them. And we'll all just maybe choose one, unfortunately, that's got to take the boat out of here. I'll go first and say The Ring was a movie that really scared me. Um, Hellraiser was mine. That uh, what lies beneath? I had when a stranger calls, and I had paranormal activity. All right, we don't want to do it, <laughs> but we have to do it. One has to go. Who wants to start it off? Well, I'll start off first, and I will say <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say out of all these movies, the one that freaked me out the least was The Ring. Even though I think that one part Alex talked about was uh, freaky, dude, I, I thought was it was the biggest it to you too. I was like, it's so I scary, it was, man. <laughs> so did all my siblings at the time too, and so I I thought it was going to be like the scariest movie of all time, and that's why I was like, it was a good movie, but it didn't freak me out because I think I had built it up so big in my head that I thought I was going to be deathly afraid, and mm-hmm. it didn't really freak me out that bad. Sorry. Well, I'm gonna go. And it's not because Dave picked mine, but off of off of alone, I've never seen the movie Dave's talking about. If I have watched it, it actually might be pretty creepy. 
but my choice is based off of what I've seen and I just haven't seen it, man. No, nothing against you picking mine, but. Well, uh, I have never seen the movie Dave had mentioned, but I did say that I read the same story in the scary stories to tell in the dark. And that was pretty fucking scary. Um, I would say I'd probably go with Hellraiser. I feel like that's a one horror movie that never really connected with me that well. I remember watching it as a kid and the dude is fucking scary, like hella scary. But I guess just nostalgia things and other movies, maybe watching more, or, you know, being connected to the story more. That is one I would choose. So Hellraiser for myself. Cenobites are going to come eat your soul, bro. Just it, letting you know. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. What was yours, Dave? When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, I'm going to have to From go like with the that 70s. I uh, Didn't they remake that movie? Yeah, they did. Okay. Probably. I was going to say, I saw the remake, but the... I don't really remember it that well, and I never saw the original, so goodbye. Well, uh, for myself, I thought that movie, like I said, I remember that watch my mom introduced me to that one and it just terrified me gave me the chill especially when you find out that the the killer is calling from inside the house for me like same thing a movie i liked it but i think was just overhyped and comparing it to another japanese horror movie like uh the grudge i thought was just far scarier so i'm actually gonna go with uh the ring myself damn Ooh. The Grudge, dude, we didn't talk about that one. That one is really fucking scary, man. Yeah, yeah that, that one scares was, the yeah. shit out of me. That was scary. The Grudge was was really good. So is it The Ring? The Ring has the most... Uh, I think two and two. Two. So two for Dave, oh, two for me. So I'm the... Because I'm the only one that picked Hellraiser. So it's The Ring or When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think... I actually really enjoyed the ring and a lot of the the rain shots were really scary. I do want to see the the movie you mentioned, Dave. And as I said before, I, I know of the story, but I would think just being more connected to the ring movie and going to the movie theaters. I remember seeing that and just watching it a bunch, you know, after when it came out. So I'll go with when a stranger calls. Is that what it's, what it's called? Yeah, dude, I 100% expected to be voted off. So I was surprised it actually went that far. I truly but do. It, I would recommend to watch it, but I need to watch it again myself. Because like I said, I watched it when I was a kid and I was just picking it going off of like something that freaked me out. And I think I was like so young that it was like one of the first movies I truly watched where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, like Steve said, it just gave like gave me the chills and stuff. For sure, man. Well, when a stranger gets voted off the island is out of here, man. <laughs> Does anyone else have another topic for a one has to go? I got one for you guys. So if I threw out three horror like genre types, which one would you least want to be stuck in? Like, which one do you think you'd for sure? I'm going to die in this thing, man, or not want to live in that world. If a zombie film slasher, you know, monster film, or like paranormal demon possession film. Which one are you going with or getting rid of? I think for me, right off the bat, it has to be a paranormal, man, because there's just very little protection against that. Zombies, I think, would kind of actually be fun, depending on what kind of zombies they were. Um, and what was the other one? Slasher? Yeah. And Slasher, I mean, uh, some way I think you'd have, have a chance as well. But paranormal, I think you're just fucked. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, right there with you, man. Considering that my scariest pick was Paranormal Activity, dude, terrified me. Because as you said, there's really no protection to that unless, you know, you get 
I don't know, your house blessed by a priest, but even that shit didn't work in the movie. And as you mentioned, zombies would be fun, man. I would like to have a katana sword and just, you know, start slicing them up. I mean, it would suck, you know, for the world, but, and then slasher would be second. I wouldn't want to be in that, but definitely paranormal would be my pick of the least one I would want to be in. Dude, I don't know. I think as cool as it would be for me, I would not want to be in a zombie world because no matter what you do, society's gone dude you're living in the shitty fucking post-apocalyptic world like at least a slasher or like a possession film if you make it out to the end alive you're in you know just normal fucking society and life goes on but you also have a very high chance of getting you know murdered by a demon so <laughs> i'm still, so, I'm still so, saying as, as zombies good yeah point. i think zombie for me would be the least as well because i think getting just eaten alive sounds horrible and i hope that with like a paranormal i think paranormal activity i don't know the dude where like his head just gets twisted or something like hopefully it'd be a quick it'd be a quick death and maybe slasher i'd be i'd be killed pretty quick but unless i had my razor whip then i'd probably (laughs) be okay but um but you gotta think about like a paranormal like a demon you know fucking with you you're gonna be terrified every single night Dude, I'd just be, like, molested by this, like, demon in my sleep. Like, that'd be pretty bad, too. But, dude, I think for Chris brought up very valid points because I was going to be like, uh, zombies could be fun at first. But, yeah, it's like I'd be afraid of the people, too, from, like, all the zombie shows that you watch. Like, the longer you live, you have to watch out for other humans who are alive as well. And so you're always looking over your shoulder at all times and it's just no laws or anything, you know? So I think I'd go with slasher, man. I would try my, my luck with the slasher. Hopefully you guys are with me and we could just like maybe have our weapons from our zombie episodes, dude, and just fuck up this slasher. But yeah, I definitely don't want to do the demonic possession, like, paranormal shit that shit scares the fuck out of me man like if if my if my stuff started happening like that in my house like nowadays i would just leave my house i wouldn't even mess with it dude i know right just get the fuck out so then so we have a another Wait, so which one is this one because this is the one you least so i want so to do possession possession wins so possession david yeah. said he does yeah. not not want yeah that. possession all right well well, I hope never get fucking some possessed zombies right around, huh? <laughs> combine, combine the two. Yeah, that would be fuck, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine writing a script like that where it's like a typical zombie movie and then all of a sudden it's like they all become possessed by demons? <laughs> so you're paranormal, paranormal zombies. Dude, that's, uh, that's With 28 days later, us. man. Yeah, <laughs> they're, like, they're like slashers, too. In 3D. <laughs> That's our next uh, film we're going to do. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think that was pretty awesome. Pretty well done. Overall, had a good time talking with you, bros. It's been a long time. And I hope you all have a great night. Stay scary. Don't get killed. And don't go down a scary fucking basement cave ever. All right. Call 911. Remember, guys, whatever they do in a horror movie, do the opposite. Stay safe. And if your Airbnb is double book, just get, just get the fuck out of there. Go somewhere else. Find a nice area and sleep in your car. Later days, my friends. All right, guys. See you next week. When mama comes to knocking, you suck on them titties, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
Boop. <laughs> Boop. <laughs>